If you don't have an email list, then you don't have a direct line to your customers. Reaching your clients, audience, supporters, and fans with the right message at the right time in the right place becomes easy when you've got a strategic email list in place. My email list is the number one way I drive profits in my business. And major bonus here, it's a lot easier and way more fun than you might think. That's why I'm teaching a free live workshop all about growing your email list called From Zero Subscribers or Zero Strategy to an Engaged Email List That Lasts. I'll show you how to kick off your email list building strategy with no fear because I know it can be scary to start something new in your business. Save your virtual seat at growanemaillist.com. Inside of my free live workshop, you'll learn why email marketing is 10 times more effective than posting on social media, my secret to sending out weekly emails without adding a ton of work to my plate, my best tips for getting people to hit subscribe, and what to actually say to them to convert them from subscribers to paying clients and customers. Save your seat now at growanemaillist.com. That's growanemaillist.com to get started with an email list strategy that drives real results. I'll see you at the masterclass. You're listening to the Gold Digger podcast, episode number 273. About a month into my journey as a mom, I shared an Instagram post that was pretty honest about all the reasons why I was afraid to become one. In fact, over two years ago, I recorded an entire podcast episode devoted to why I was afraid to have a baby. My Instagram caption, I tease that maybe I should record a follow-up episode on why I shouldn't have been so afraid to have a baby. And a lot of people wanted me to actually do that. So alas, today I'm diving into all the reasons why I shouldn't have been afraid to become a mom and what motherhood has taught me. The caption I wrote read, I was afraid to have a baby. I wasn't a maternal woman. I, I loved work so much. I enjoyed every ounce of freedom. I wanted Drew to myself. I didn't want to ruin my body, and I required 10 hours of sleep at night. There were so many reasons why I worried about becoming a mom, and yet this yearning came on five years into marriage after we vowed we'd never have children. This past month of motherhood squashed so many of those fears. I was surprised by how I naturally loved her and loved Drew even more as he had become a dad. I was shocked that I felt healthy and strong and admired my changed, softer body for all that it had done. I learned that my baby didn't take me away from my business and that my drive to work hard and make bigger impact didn't fade away. I want to address to the women out there who aren't sure that they ever want children, who don't feel naturally maternal, whose ovaries never hurt for a baby, who are career-driven, who question if they are really cut out to be a mom or if they'll be any good at it. You are not broken. It's okay. You are more than capable and your heart has the capacity of expanding in ways you never knew were possible. Maybe it's because we waited three long years or we prepared for the worst, but I realized those fears were taking up space that could have been filled with dreams. Being a mom is the best thing I've ever done, and it stretched me in new ways. Motherhood is forcing me to morph into a new version of myself, one that I never imagined myself becoming. Maybe it's time to record an episode on why I shouldn't have been afraid to have a baby. Hey, that episode's happening. And for those who never want a baby... Your life is no less meaningful or magical. Good for you. You are not less of a woman. Just sleep in a little extra for me, okay? Now, before we dive on in, I want to say that if you're in that season of yearning for a family, if you're unable to have children of your own or recovering from loss, I am truly sorry. I've been there, and while I've officially crossed over, I have the utmost empathy for where you are at and how you are hurting. 
If any of this episode gets hard on your heart, please press pause. Don't apologize. Put on some Mariah Carey and know that I've been there. I pray that you can find hope in our journey. And for those of you who have made the decision to not have children, kudos to you. It's awesome that you're honoring your desires. And I think you're amazing for knowing what sort of life you envision. And lastly, for you who want to become a mom but feel fear, this is for you. Because while my yearning was so strong to start a family, my fear ran deep. And so today I'm sharing how motherhood has changed both me and my business. Let's dive on into today's show. You're listening to the Gold Digger Podcast, where we firmly believe that work doesn't have to feel like work. Self-made millionaire and marketing guru Jenna Kutcher will help you redefine what success looks like. It's time to hear from the experts, listen in on honest conversations, and learn the best tips and tricks that helped others pave their own way and craft their dream career. If you're ready to dig in, do the work, and tackle your biggest goals, you're in the right place. Here's your host, educator, photographer, and mac and cheese lover, Jenna Kutcher. I have to laugh because creating this show, it actually took me months. (laughs) Maybe that's the first sign of motherhood. I feel like I was typing in between nap times and feedings. And today, Conley just didn't want to go down for a nap when I wanted to record this. And so, man, motherhood is teaching me to be flexible. I mean, you got to love that. So let's kind of start talking about the different ways that motherhood has kind of transformed me because I can truly say that in the last six months, I have felt this transformation. And while you're busy watching Conley grow through my Instagram posts and blog posts, I'm busy growing in ways that you might not be able to see. And so I'm so excited to share that with you today. Now, motherhood has helped me to understand legacy. And it's kind of crazy for how many years I've been talking about legacy and And now it's even more true for me today as a mom. I started thinking about legacy and our online world as my diary years ago. In fact, I remember exactly when my brain shifted from using it just for marketing online to truly telling a story and making a difference and leaving a legacy. Five years ago, Drew's best friend died tragically in a car accident on his way home from work and our world changed forever. I remember those earlier days of missing him and just scrolling on his Facebook for hours on end, just wanting to feel close to him, to hear his words, to imagine his laugh. It was then that it hit me and that I realized that the things that we write and post and share today are things that others will still be reading in the future. We are writing our legacies with every post we publish. That matters to me. It matters to me so, so much. Now, I know this might sound funny. But I used to always think about my legacy in terms of me. What will people remember of me? What things did I say that mattered? And man, when I say that out loud, I realize how selfish and self-centered that sounds. Talk about being humbled into selflessness and becoming a mom. Now, I'm not afraid to admit that at all. Like, while I understood legacy and believed I was writing mine, having a human to picture as I draft each post and imagining her someday reading them gives a whole new weight to the term legacy for me. Recognizing that Conley can someday Google her mom and read about me online is both terrifying and empowering because I keep showing up and I want her to see my life unfolding with each post and to know that our lives offline were even more beautiful but no less impactful. Along those same lines, it made me proud that I didn't shy away from our struggle, that I've never apologized for not being perfect. 
Drew and I were talking the other day about what we hope to be as parents. And I told him, I want our kids to see us argue and apologize, to see us admit we're wrong, to see us cry and have feelings when life knocks us down. I want them to not look at us as perfect, but as humans. And I think that will prepare them for the world so much better than if we try to pretend like we have it all figured out. I'm thankful that my online journal includes both highlights and the hardships. I want my children to someday read about the struggle we went through to grow our family and to see how much they were prayed for. I want them to see that mom went through seasons of highs and seasons of lows and that I didn't shy away from sharing them all. Becoming a mom has me thinking about legacy, both the one I've written, but the one that I will write both online and offline. Speaking of offline journals, I started writing letters to Conley the day I found out I was pregnant. I have a Word document that's over 30 pages single-spaced, and every few weeks I log on into it and I write a letter to her. Now, if you've ever struggled with loss or you're having a hard time connecting with a pregnancy, I highly encourage you to write letters. Not only was it therapeutic to put it all out there, but to also imagine those letters, those words that you're writing, reaching a child that was prayed for. Those letters are so special to me, and I hope that they will be to her down the road. My dream is to hand pen them someday when I have more time so that she will have my handwriting. But right now, I'm just getting those words down any way that I can, which looks like typing every few weeks to share life as it is in the moment that I'm writing. Now, motherhood has softened me, and I don't really know how to explain this, but it's noticeable in so many ways. I could crack a joke about how motherhood has softened my body, and my goodness, it sure has, but there's something different about me as a whole, the way I approach life, the way I approach business and friendships, the way I see the world. I think there's something absolutely innocent about a baby and seeing that nothing is truly urgent, everything can wait, and learning how to just be present in a whole new way. It's, it's softened me. And the people that love me the most, my mom, the people I get to spend time with, they see that in me. And I kind of love that because I've honestly struggled a lot through life being told that I'm too much. I'm too unemotional. I'm too focused on numbers. I'm too strong-willed. And for a long time, I felt like those were fatal flaws. But, but I've come to realize that those are the things that brought me to where I am today. But this new softness is something that I'm welcoming into my life and something that I'm learning to appreciate. I don't really know how to put a finger on it. Maybe you've noticed it. Maybe you haven't. But I can tell you firsthand that I felt it. Now, motherhood has helped me to see time in a brand new way. Do you guys know that Rent song? You know, that 525,600 minutes song. Don't worry, I'll spare you the rest. But I have loved that song for years and years and years. But I never fully understood the gravity of it until I had a baby. Gold diggers, we all know the B2B landscape can be a bit complex. From lengthy buying cycles to complicated decision-making processes, reaching your target audience can be tough. But I found a solution tailored just for you. LinkedIn ads. A whopping 79% of B2B content marketers say LinkedIn produces the best results for paid media. That's because with LinkedIn ads, you're not just casting a wide net and hoping for the best. You're strategically building relationships and driving real results. We're talking about a platform with over a billion members, including 180 million senior level executives and 10 million C-level executives. You are networking with the actual decision makers. And LinkedIn's targeting and measurement tools are specifically designed for 
for B2B marketers, meaning you're not wasting time or money on irrelevant leads. In fact, in the tech industry, LinkedIn ads have been shown to generate two to five times higher return on ad spend compared to other social media platforms. Using LinkedIn ads allows you to stay ahead of the curve when it comes to industry trends and developments, whether it's finding the perfect partner for a collaboration or uncovering new opportunities for growth, LinkedIn can be your secret weapon. Make B2B marketing everything it can be and get a hundred dollar credit on your next campaign. Go to linkedin.com slash goal to claim your credit. That's linkedin.com slash goal. Terms and conditions apply. Hey, Gold Diggers. Lately, I've been getting excited to finish furnishing our new home, which is why I want to tell you about a brand that we absolutely love, which is Article. I have been a fan and a customer of Article for years. I'm always blown away by the curated assortment of furniture styles they offer. They have mid-century modern, coastal, industrial, Scandinavian, and even boho designs. There is something for everyone, no matter your taste. In our last house, we had their sofa and leather chairs. At our lake house, we have their dining table and chairs. We also just ordered some of their outdoor furniture for our new patio. Like, if you can't tell, we are obsessed with Article. The quality and style are top-notch. Article's online-only model means that they can offer some great prices with fast and hassle-free delivery. Pick the delivery time that works for you, and they keep you updated every step of the way. Article's customer is also amazing. They're knowledgeable, friendly, and always there when you need them. If you're like me and you're itching to give your home a makeover, I highly recommend checking out Article. They believe in delightful design for every home. And thanks to their commitment to style, quality, and affordability, it's never been easier to transform your space. Article is offering our listeners $50 off your first purchase of $100 or more. To claim, visit article.com slash gold digger and the discount will be automatically applied at checkout. That's article.com slash gold digger for $50 off your first purchase of $100 or more. How do you measure a year in the life? Having Conley has made me look at time in an entirely new way. In the expected ways, like how much time I have in a day to work and mom and be a wife and to shower and all of that, but also in terms of how much growth can happen in just 12 months. I honestly feel like during our three-year struggle to start our family, I was just kind of holding my breath. I was waiting to live a little and burying myself into work in ways to try and forget about the fact that our family wasn't unfolding. And I know some of you that are listening are here right now, and I understand that season. I wouldn't wish it upon anyone. Seeing the transformation month by month has been incredible. I mean, when else in your life do you grow so quickly and learn so much as you do in that first year of life? I think I never really had a ruler to hold up in my adult world of the difference a month can make. And so having a baby taught me to treasure each month and to really stop and take in the milestones and acknowledge them. I think one of my proudest mom moments thus far is the fact that I've kept up with those monthly updates and posts and photos on my blog. And selfishly, I do that so that I'll have those little reminders and Facebook memories showing me how big my girl has gotten, but also because I get to share and document and bask in the growth that happened in just 30 days. Never have I as much as paused because a month has passed, but I find myself in awe of how much can truly change. I mean, How can a tiny, fully dependent human go from this little cute blob to a walking, talking, teeth-growing kiddo in just a year? Like, it's insane to me when you think of the development that takes place in year one 
And that's why it's been a year that I've been working on fiercely protecting so that I can be with my baby every single day. Beyond just seeing the growth, not just in her, but in myself each month, I also look at my time each day in a new way. In this season, I'm realizing that there is very little margin. I feel like my time is devoted to being a mom or to running my business. And that tiny margin that lives beyond those two things is where everything else has to go. And I'm trying to figure that all out. But one of the hardest aspects of time is when I'm trying to do all the things at once. Like in the middle of a workday when I'm in the flow state, but Conley needs to eat and I have to pause and feed the baby and I want to be present with her, but my brain is still back on work and Drew's talking to me about his workout and I'm, I just, I get so frazzled and it's battling this feeling of being half in on everything, which is something I feel like is going to be a constant battle. You know, that juggling act that everyone talks about, like it's so real. And honestly, I have to figure out what it's all going to look like, whether it's typing with her in my arms or responding to an email while I'm nursing or whatever that might be. It's definitely not ideal. And it's things I likely once said, I will never do that. But I try and remind myself that it's okay that she sees her mom working. And I'm lucky to be able to pause in the middle of the day to feed my girl while still rocking my business and doing both things doesn't make me terrible at either. I'm becoming a masterful multitasker, which I know isn't a real thing, but hey, I'm claiming it as a title for right now. Beyond just the time of months passing by, I'm mapping out my days in an entirely new way, mostly in three-hour segments since I'm able to exclusively breastfeed, and nap times are like go time for me because you don't know if it's going to be a 30-minute nap, a one-hour nap, a two-hour nap, so I basically just start with the most important things first and see how far I can get before she starts waking up. Like I have never been more productive or more scatterbrained in my entire life, but somehow they sort of mix and land me right in the middle. I'm forced to prioritize in new ways and and to really focus on the big needle movers than ever before. When I get focused time, you better believe I am not scrolling Instagram or sitting on Facebook I am creating. In fact, a few weeks ago, I was working on recording my brand new program and I was looking at my schedule and I'm like, holy cow, I have to record five podcast episodes in this brand new course. And I'm thinking to myself, how am I going to sit in my tiny little closet while the dogs are there and the baby's there? And how am I going to be able to focus? And so, you know what I did? (laughs) I checked myself into a hotel for the night. I know that sounds really weird, but honestly, I was like, I need space and time. And man, I will work for 24 hours straight if I can just get that quiet ability to focus. And the coolest part was, is I knocked out so much work in just a few hours. Drew and Conley ended up having dinner with me and spending the night with me. And we had our own little staycation, but you have to get creative. And I feel like I'm getting creative with my time in this season in new ways. It's amazing. Now, I'll be honest, I'm still trying to figure out a flow that works and supports all the things that are required of me in my business. And it really hasn't been an easy transition. I mean, we're so freaking lucky. We all get to be home together all day, but it's also super distracting and we get caught up in life and all of a sudden it's four o'clock and and we haven't eaten lunch and we're trying to get all this stuff done and figuring out a flow has not been easy, but we're trying to work on it. And so for now I'm creating with the baby on the floor next to me or when story time is happening on the other side of the room. Heck, I just logged off of a Facebook live where I had to nurse the baby halfway through it or just stop it. And so I just kept going like this is the juggle. 
But if anything, I hope it empowers others in this season to realize that, yes, you can juggle and still make an impact while trying to do all of the things. It's not going to be beautiful, but for me, it's absolutely been worth it. Now, motherhood has forced me to ask for help. And if you've listened to this show for a while, you know I'm a huge lover of outsourcing, but simply asking for help, it's not my cup of tea. I'd avoid it at all costs if I could, and I did for a really long time until I became a mom. Let me tell you how much I hate asking for help because I don't think you fully understand it. One day, my sister was swinging by for a visit and she was grocery shopping before she came. And I literally asked her if she could just pick up a gallon of almond milk for me. And I was so apologetic. Like, I hate inconveniencing others. And truth be told, for the last 12 years, I've never even lived close enough to my family to be able to ask for things. So it's weird for me to be close enough to people and have them grab things like milk from the store for me. Like if that doesn't paint a picture for you on how much I hate asking for help, I don't know what does. Now, I was humbled very early on in my pregnancy when I was so sick I could hardly function. It taught me a really valuable lesson in asking for help, and that carried me throughout my maternity leave, specifically when it came to business. Looking back now, I can see that our journey with loss prepared me in so many ways in my business to really set myself up to become the kind of mother that I want to be, which looks like a mom still pursuing her passions, but also being a present mother. I realized, especially after our pregnancy stayed and it was becoming more real, that in order for me to be the kind of mom I wanted to be, I had to learn how to ask for help and to fill in the gaps of my business with key players to help me execute. This is also centered around one of the biggest fears I had about becoming a mom. I was worried that having a baby would halt my business or slow me down or steal my drive away. Boy, did I have a lot of fears like that. And while I didn't know what motherhood would be like, I approached it with as much preparedness as I possibly could. Before I had Conley, I wrote down every task I did in a week's time. Like I took one week of time, I had a notebook by my computer, and every time I sat down, I wrote down the tasks I did. Like every single minor thing, I wrote it down. And then I went through that list and I circled the things that truly only I could do. And honestly, it was three things. Three out of a list of about 60 things that I find myself doing during the day. I bet you thought I was a master of all of this, right? But here's the thing. I still find myself doing things in my business because I can or because in the moment it's easier for me to just do it. And when I made that list, I saw how many things I was doing that were things that I didn't actually have to do, things that I could outsource or delegate or remove altogether. The three things that only I can do are one, be the visionary of my business, two, share my voice, like my actual vocal cords, like on this episode you're listening to, and three, be the face in the photos and videos. That's it. Three things, the vision, the voice, and the face. And so as I prepared to have a baby, I started hiring and outsourcing, delegating, and getting more help in all the places except for those three areas. It helped me to see that I am replaceable and that I've created a business that isn't just about me. I started to see that all the things I'm doing beyond those three things should be the exceptions, not the rules. And so I was able to empower my team to help me execute in areas, help me create new content, help take ownership on the things that were taking me away from those three main areas that truly only I could serve in. When I focus on those three things first and making them a priority, then I'm serving my business best. And when I have a team that can support in the other areas, we all do better. 
This means outsourcing more, adding to my team in new positions and letting my team own their processes so that I can work part-time but not get half of the results. A few final things that motherhood has changed inside of me. Motherhood has made me go inward. And I didn't really know how to talk about this, but it's really true for me. I think before when I was posting, all it had to do with was with me. And now entering motherhood, I've really had a hard time deciphering what of my life do I want to share? What of my family do I want to share? What do I feel comfortable in posting? I recognize that Conley didn't choose to be born into this world. And so navigating, sharing my greatest joy and, and someone that I spend all day, every day with, I mean, it's exciting. And for so many of you, you've been on this journey with us. And so it feels weird to not share that part of my life. But I feel like I'm constantly battling this line of what is comfortable and, and what should I withhold and what memory should never see the light of a screen. And We've really just kind of gone inward in a lot of ways. I think about things a lot more than I used to. I think about, is this necessary to share? Should I be sharing this? What does this look like? And I don't have all the answers, but for someone who has a very public life, I feel like I've gone way more inward as a mom. I know that I still share bits and pieces, but I try to make sure that they're respectful of my daughter and any sponsorships or anything that she's in, she gets every single penny from. And so it's balancing this life and, and setting her up for the future in a way that wouldn't be possible without my platform, but also realizing that I chose this and she didn't. I wish I had more answers on this, but I want you to know that becoming a mom has made me think a lot more and a lot harder about what we're putting out there and how we're sharing our lives with the world. And to be honest, it's really made me strive to create a life that I could shut this down at any day, at any point. Honestly, my biggest goal this year is to save as much money as possible to create the largest cushion we possibly could so that any day that I just said, I want to be done, I want to retire, and I want to just live our lives in private, I could do that. Now, let me tell you, I'm not planning on that, but wouldn't that be the ultimate source of freedom to show up every day, not because of money, but because of heart and passion and a desire to impact that is my biggest goal. And I think motherhood has pushed me to pursue that in new ways because there are so many things that I hold so dear to my heart. You don't see 98% of our life. You see one minute snippets of our day. And man, those snippets are so important, but there is so much happening behind the scenes. So many beautiful memories unfolding, so much presence happening. And so it's such an incredible thing, but motherhood has certainly made me go more inward. On top of my many titles as mom, entrepreneur, and creative, I've also added host. Drew and I host on Airbnb on our favorite island in Hawaii. We started hosting as a way to make some extra income, and we've had such an easy breezy experience. Now we host year after year, and it's been a fantastic side hustle. Not to brag, but we've also been crowned Airbnb Superhost several times, so we are really killing the game. It's about having spaces we can enjoy as a family while creating memorable experiences for our guests, and it helps that we earn a little extra cash on the side. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. 
Now, the last big thing that I've noticed is motherhood has made me aim for results. Man, something about growing a human in childbirth has made me empowered in a brand new way. I am finding myself taking bigger risks and trying new things and growing and evolving and not allowing myself to be stagnant. I feel like this new version of myself is this one that has come fully alive saying, I know it's possible for my life. I don't know if it's like the feminist in me wanting to show Conley, like you can do anything you set your mind to. You are driven. You are strong. You are passionate. You are powerful. You are courageous. And when I show up believing those things to be true for myself, I'm painting a picture of what is truly possible for her. I feel like motherhood has just made me aim for these bigger results, these newer endeavors. It's made me go after things with more gumption. It's made me say, yes, this is possible. Because every time I see her watching her mama, I think, what kind of example am I setting for her? I think about it in every aspect of my life, in business, in self-love, in body talk, in the way that I show up as a wife, as a mother, in the way that I treat other people. I am her biggest teacher, and I take that to heart in such an incredible way. I was terrified about becoming a mother. I really was. While there was such a deep yearning inside of me, there was also so much fear that accompanied it. I think for so long, my business was my baby. And I worried that having an actual baby was going to take away from that. And I want to share with you something that has blown my mind. We are on track for our biggest year ever, a year that I took a three-month maternity leave, a year that I'm on a one-month sabbatical, a year that I'm traveling and taking time, and a year that I blacked out entirely to focus on being a mom first and having business come second. And I think that that's only possible because of the way that I set myself up for success. I mean, you don't know what you don't know. And I think that that is ignorance and bliss in its finest form. But at the same point, I think that our journey to become parents really had us questioning bigger things. What do we want our lives to look like as parents? What do we want our days to look like as parents? How do we want to be working What do we want to commit to? How much do we want to travel? Will we be able to bring our child with us? Like we went through all of these things time and time again over a three-year period where we were consistently challenged to redefine what we wanted our lives to look like. And I can honestly say that while that three-year period was so freaking hard and I wouldn't want to go back to it, it prepared us as much as it possibly could. It prepared us to have freedom with the work we do. It prepared us to have financial freedom. It prepared me to say no to things in order to say my best yeses to my family. And while I don't have it all figured out and I don't have the perfect life and I'm absolutely not the perfect mom, motherhood has changed me. It's changed me in such a beautiful way. It's softened me. It's made me look at time in a new way. It's, it's made me more driven for results. It's forced me to go inward. It's made me more private and protective, but it's also helped me to craft this legacy that I am so dang proud of. The legacy that I'm writing with every post and every episode, with every blog, with every letter that I write to my daughter. I wish that I could go back and tell myself, don't be fearful. Step into this new version of you. You might not fully recognize her at first, but you will become her. She is strong. She is loving. She is capable. She is courageous. She is beautiful. And she is an example for not just her daughter, but for others. There were so many seasons of life where I wondered, am I actually going to be able to become a mom? 
There was so much fear. There was so much doubt. But here I am today recording this episode, and I feel like I am the best version of myself that I've ever been. I'm still just as imperfect. I'm still figuring out things as I go. I'm still just doing the best that I can. But showing up today, I feel more whole than I've ever felt in my life. And I don't know any other way to describe it. Being a mom is a lot of things. It's a juggling act. It's messy. It's totally not glamorous, but it has been absolutely worth it. And today, as I record this episode, wherever you are at, I just want for you to know that you don't have to be afraid. I hope that this glimpse into my life gives you a little perspective of what's happening behind the screen, what you're not seeing in those squares or those 15 second clips. I hope that you feel connected to this new version of me, this version that is still becoming. And to be honest, I think we'll always be becoming. I am so honored to show up today as this new version of Jenna serving you still with the same heart, the same mission for impact and the same drive. Until next time, gold diggers, keep on digging your biggest goals and let me know, do you want to hear more about how I'm trying to balance this all, how I'm trying to navigate this world? Let me know because trust me, I know this podcast is about business, but let me tell you, motherhood has absolutely transformed the way I do business, the way I approach it and the way that I market my business. And I would love to share more with you if you're open to hearing it. If anything, I hope today's episode helps you see exactly where we're at in our life today. Until next time, gold diggers, keep on digging your biggest goals. And thank you so much for hitting play on another episode of the Gold Digger podcast. Until next time, I'll talk to you soon. Thanks for listening to the Gold Digger podcast. Dive into the show notes for this episode and all past episodes at www.golddiggerpodcast.com. If you love the show, share it with a friend. The more, the merrier. Thanks for tuning in. We'll see you next time, you gold digger you. Hey, gold diggers. Lately, I've been getting excited to finish furnishing our new home, which is why I want to tell you about a brand that we absolutely love, which is Article. I have been a fan and a customer of Article for years. I'm always blown away by the curated assortment of furniture styles they offer. They have mid-century modern, coastal, industrial, Scandinavian, and even boho designs. There is something for everyone, no matter your taste. In our last house, we had their sofa and leather chairs. At our lake house, we have their dining table and chairs. We also just ordered some of their outdoor furniture for our new patio. Like, if you can't tell, we are obsessed with Article. The quality and style are top-notch. Article's online-only model means that they can offer some great prices with fast and hassle-free delivery. Pick the delivery time that works for you, and they keep you updated every step of the way. Article's customer care team is also amazing. They're knowledgeable, friendly, and always there when you need them. If you're like me and you're itching to give your home a makeover, I highly recommend checking out Article. They believe in delightful design for every home, and thanks to their commitment to style, quality, and affordability, it's never been easier to transform your space. Article is offering our listeners $50 off your first purchase of $100 or more. To claim, visit article.com slash gold digger and the discount will be automatically applied at checkout. That's article.com slash gold digger for $50 off your first purchase of $100 or more.